The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. A new poll done immediately following the leaked draft opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade finds the majority of voters oppose banning abortion. Positive reaction on Wall Street after the Federal Reserve hiked interest rates, signaling no incremental increases will follow. Pope Francis was told by Hungary's prime minister that Russia has a plan to end the war in Ukraine on May 9th. A new poll out finds most voters don't think New York City's mayor is doing a good enough job targeting major issues like crime. Comedian Chris Rock weighs in on that onstage attack of fellow comedian Dave Chappelle by a suspect who is under arrest and facing charges. By a nearly two-to-one margin, voters oppose overturning Roe v. Wade. That's according to a new Politico Morning Consult poll. The poll conducted immediately after Politico published a draft opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court that would overturn the 1973 precedent guaranteeing federal abortion rights. President Joe Biden doubled down on his condemnation of the draft decision on Wednesday. There had been a law saying a married couple could not purchase birth control in the privacy of their own bedroom and use it. Well, that got struck down. Griswold was thought to be a bad decision by Bork, and my guess is the guy's on the Supreme Court now. What happens if you have a state change the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Half of voters, 50 percent, say Roe v. Wade should not be overturned. More than 28 percent who say it should be overturned. More than 2 in 10 voters, 22 percent, are undecided, according to the poll. When you look at responses along party lines, 68 percent of Democrats and 52 percent of independents say Roe v. Wade should not be overturned. Well, 51 percent of Republicans say it should. The Federal Reserve has approved a rare half percent point interest rate increase following two days of policy meetings. It's a move designed to counter inflation at a 40 year high under the Biden administration. The action raises the central bank's bank benchmark federal funds rate to a target range between three quarters and one percent. Here's Jerome Powell. And there'll be a lot more information. I just think we want to see we want to see that information as we get there. It's a very difficult environment to try to give forward guidance 60, 90 days in advance. There are just so many things that can happen in the economy and around the world. So, um, you know, we're leaving ourselves room to look at the data and make a, dis- make a dis- uh, you know, decision as we get there. The Fed chair also says the Fed is moving to shrink its $9 trillion asset portfolio starting next month in a double-barreled effort to reduce inflation. The Dow Thursday ended up 931 points after Powell signaled the central bank is not actively considering raising interest rates in three-quarter percentage point increments. The Nasdaq rose 401 points. The S&P 500 rose 124 points at yesterday's close. Pope Francis at odds with the head of the Russian Orthodox Church. Pope Francis has warned Patriarch Kirill against serving as Russian President Putin's altar boy after Kirill approved of Russia's war in Ukraine. The 85-year-old pontiff through Vatican diplomats has requested a meeting with Russia's president. 
Here's the Pope over the weekend. And while we are witnessing a macabre regression of humanity, I ask you, together with so many anguished people, if we are really seeking peace, if there is the will to avoid a continuous military and verbal escalation, if we are doing everything possible to make the weapons stop. Pope Francis previously met Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, a Putin ally, two weeks ago. Orban told the Pope that the Russians have a plan that everything will end on May 9th, referring to the anniversary of the end of the Soviet Union's involvement in World War II. Russia has not responded to the Pope's request to meet with the Pope. Well, bad grades for New York City's mayor, Eric Adams. This is in a new Quinnipiac University survey. A majority of Big Apple voters, 54% say they disapprove of Adams' handling of crime, while 37% of respondents approve. That's a 19% increase in voter dissatisfaction from February and a 12% drop in Adams' overall approval rating. Last month on ABC News, Adams said crime is also a national issue. I say over and over again, there are many rivers that feed uh, the sea of violence. Uh, This is a national issue. It's not a red state, blue state. In fact, red states uh, experience a higher murder murder rate uh, than uh, blue states. Uh, Tulsa is three times the murder rate of Los Angeles, Mississippi, Kentucky, Louisiana. uh, Those are the highest murder rates in our entire country. 49% of voters say crime is their number one concern. 12% said homelessness is their top issue. And 15% told the poll affordable housing is their top concern. Charges have been lodged against the man who allegedly attacked comedian Dave Chappelle on stage during the Netflix is a joke festival. 23-year-old Isaiah Lee was charged with assault with a deadly weapon after the Los Angeles Police Department said he jumped on stage at the Hollywood Bowl, pointed a replica handgun with a knife blade attached, and tackled Chappelle. Police are still investigating a possible motive in this. Here's Chappelle. I've been doing this 35 years. I just stomped the backstage. I always wanted to do that. Some audience members posted a video of Chappelle joined on stage later by festival performers, actor Jamie Foxx and comedian Chris Rock. Rock joked, was that Will Smith? Rock referring to the famous Smith slap Will Smith at the Oscars, which resulted in Smith being banned from the Oscars for 10 years. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny day today or high near 70 Increase in clouds overnight, the low 55. We have a 50% chance of rain late afternoon tomorrow. Cloudy skies, the high 59. Right now, 59 degrees, mostly cloudy in the city. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, former Attorney General William Barr said the leaker who gave the media a copy of the high court's draft opinion gutting the landmark Roe v. Wade decision could have committed obstruction of justice. Barr told Cirrus XM's The Megyn Kelly Show on Tuesday that he was flabbergasted by the leak. It really is unprecedented. With all the, you know, our institutions have become increasingly politicized, but I never imagined this could happen to the Supreme Court, which has always protected its confidentiality. And for someone to to let this out in order to influence the final decision is is really uh, beyond the pale. Barr also said that Chief Justice John G. Roberts Jr. could appoint a counsel and utilize the FBI to get to the bottom of just who released the court's documents. 
Roberts has called for an investigation into the leak, and it is unclear at this stage if the Justice Department would investigate. Some House Republicans have called for a probe by Attorney General Merrick Garland. It's the first time that a full draft opinion has been leaked in the Supreme Court's 233-year history. Vice President Kamala Harris is weighing in on the threat to Roe v. Wade. Harris speaking at an Emily List conference Tuesday night blasted Republicans that she says are seeking to restrict access to an abortion and said women's rights were under attack. If the court overturns Roe v. Wade, it will be a direct assault on freedom, on the fundamental rights of self-determination, to which all Americans are entitled. It was Harris's first public speech since ending her COVID-19 quarantine. Harris had tested positive for the virus last week and tested negative six days later. Emily's List is a political organization dedicated to electing female pro-abortion rights lawmakers. The Centers for Disease Control allegedly paid highly controversial data broker SafeGraph $420,000 for access to one year's worth of cell phone location data. The finding is in documents obtained by Vice News Motherboard. The documents show that although the CDC used COVID-19 as a reason to buy access to the data more quickly, it intended to use it for more general CDC purposes, according to Vice. SafeGraph's data allows insight into where people live, work, and where they go. The documents show the CDC's initial tracking was related to COVID-19. However, the documents also reveal 21 other ways the CDC planned to utilize the data, including tracking patterns of those visiting K-12 through schools by the school and examination of the effectiveness of public policy on the Navajo Nation. The Delaware computer repairman who blew the whistle on Hunter Biden's laptop filed a multi-million dollar defamation lawsuit Tuesday against Democratic Representative Adam Schiff, CNN, The Daily Beast and Politico. This lawsuit claims former shop owner John Paul Mac Isaac was fair, unfairly accused of peddling Russian disinformation. Mac Isaac says he decided to fight back after losing his business and being harassed for 18 months by big tech, the media and Delaware locals in President Biden's home state. Mac Isaac told Fox News his business and reputation were ruined. Well, once once the story was out and my name was leaked to the public, it uh, it's been a matter of at first running and hiding. Uh, now it's trying to just rebuild my life and and do it in a manner that's not restricted by public opinion of me being involved in a Russian disinformation campaign. When the New York Post's first story broke back in October 2020, just three weeks before the presidential election, Twitter and Facebook moved to censor it. Then Schiff, the Democrat out of California, and 51 former intelligence officials labeled the laptop Russian disinformation. The New York Post reported on the laptop after Trump, then Attorney Rudy Giuliani provided a copy of the hard drive to the public. Material on the laptop has raised serious questions about what Joe Biden knew of his son's overseas business dealings. Hunter Biden's business dealings and his taxes are under investigation right now by the Delaware Attorney General. A Washington, D.C. elementary school is under fire after allegedly instructing students as young as four years old to go home and identify racist family members. 
Students from pre-K through third grade at Janney Elementary School attended an anti-racism fight club presentation with Speaker Doylan Richards, according to a letter from the principal. Students were given a work, Anti-Racism Fight Club Fist Book for Kids. The book echoes the debate over critical race theory being taught in classrooms. Huisha King, a Florida mom, reacted to critical race theory back in November. We still have to make sure that we are paying attention to what our children are being taught because at the end of the day, we don't want to rely on the government. We, we still want to make sure that we're paying attention and that we know exactly what's going on. In the original version of Richard's work, the author does argue racism is as American as apple pie and baseball. D.C. Public Schools maintains the original work was not shared with its students and is not part of its curriculum. A Russian war reporter has claimed that Russian President Putin will soon have no way back but to unleash nuclear weapons on Ukraine. Alexander Sladkov, a propagandist for the Kremlin, advocated for an atomic bombing to cause a crater the size of several regions. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov has held fast on his belief that Putin will use nuclear weapons if necessary. President Putin intends to intends to make the world listen to and understand our concerns. We've been trying to convey our concerns to the world, to Europe, to the United States, for a couple of decades, but no one would listen to us. Sladkov told his 730,000 followers time may be approaching for the last resort because of some 40 countries arming Ukraine with weapons that are being used against the Russians. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Justin Ellick here with sports. Hey, Justin. Hi, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. It's hard to remember a time when both the Mets and the Yankees lost a game on the same night, but we unfortunately had to endure that stark reality yesterday. As both squads fell at the hands of their opponents, the Mets wrapped up their series with the Atlanta Braves and Queens in what was the rubber match of the four-game set. Things were looking good with New York holding a 1-0 lead going into the sixth inning, and then the wheels fell off as a seven-run inning from the Braves' offense put them up for good. Tyler McGill took the loss for the Mets as Atlanta escapes Queens with a 9-2 win and a split of the series. Reliever Adam Adovino was one of the arms who stank it up for the Metropolitans. Here he was whining about being overworked after the loss. I felt good. So have good numbers third time, third day in a row, whatever. So uh, can't use that as, you know, really it's immaterial to me. Yeah, well, it's clearly not whatever there, Adovino. The Orange and Blue will head to Philly next, where they'll take on the Phillies for the next four days. First pitch this evening is set for 6.45 p.m. with Taiwan Walker going up against Aaron Nola. As for the Yankees, they engage in a closer contest up north in an attempt to sweep the Toronto Blue Jays, but ran into the buzzsaw that was Toronto starter Yusei Kikuchi. One earned run and seven Ks over seven masterful innings was the line for Kikuchi, and the Yanks fall 2-1 to one to wrap up their three-game set against their division rivals. After an off day today, the Bombers will wel- welcome in the Texas Rangers tomorrow night to kick off a three-game weekend series in the Bronx. Now to the hardwood where the Sixers fell to the heat to go down two games to none by a score of 119-103. to Still without superstar Joel Embiid, and the Suns go up 2-0 on the Mavericks in Phoenix with a 129-109, to 102- excuse me, victory. As for the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Hurricanes take Game 2 against the Bruins, 5-2 to to go up 2-0. 
The Lightning best of Maple Leafs 5-3 to to knot things at one game apiece in that series. Uh, the Blues fall to the Wild 6-2 to and are now knotted up at one game each. And the Oilers even things up in Edmonton with a 6 to nothing shellacking of the Kings. As for tonight, there's only one thing you should be looking forward to, and that's Game 2 of the Rangers Eastern Conference Round 1 matchup with the Pittsburgh Penguins. That much-anticipated faceoff is set for 7 p.m. as the Blue Shirts will try and even things up at one game a pop. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin, and your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Nice day, mostly sunny skies. Today, our high 68 increase in clouds overnight, the low 55. Cloudy day tomorrow with a high 59 with a 50% chance of rain late afternoon. Right now, 58 degrees, mostly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. And Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report. The market opens on a brighter note today as stocks rallied Wednesday after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by half a percentage point but ruled out lifting them by larger amounts going forward. The Dow ended the day up by more than 900 points. The S&P 500 gained almost 3%, and the Nasdaq remained about even. J.P. Morgan chief Jamie Dimon gave another warning about the Ukraine war's potential long-term impact on the global economy, saying that an escalation in the Russia invasion is a potential disaster that could cause an economic slowdown. Dimon indicated that he's more concerned about possible escalation in the Ukraine war than fears of a recession as the Fed moved to hike interest rates to curb inflation that there was a chance that the Russia-Ukraine war could last for years, an outcome that could rattle most markets. The European Union is proposing to ban all oil imports from Russia by the end of this year and remove the country's biggest bank, Spurbank, from the SWIFT international payments network. But the plan immediately ran into opposition from EU countries seeking a longer transitional period, including Hungary, which has reportedly already been offered an extra year to dish Russian oil. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said early Wednesday that the measures would form part of a sixth round of sanctions against Russia over its invasion of Ukraine. The global hunger crisis is exploding as the war in Ukraine sends prices of key staples even higher following a 25% spike in food insecurity last year. The comment from the chief economist at the World Food Program came as the global network against food crises warned that the hunger problem is expected to deteriorate further this year. The gauge of world food prices has soared to a record as the Ukraine war disrupts harvests and exports from one of the world's top grain and vegetable oil supplier. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And taking a look at futures following yesterday morning's rally, the Dow and the Red down 153 points. S&P 500 has dropped 27. The Nasdaq's down 100 points. Gold up $26.10 an ounce at $1,894.90. Crude oil at $107.87 a barrel. That is up $0.06 this morning. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. 
the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. And stay tuned for our exclusive interview with New Jersey U.S. Senator Robert Menendez coming up in the second half of our programming. New York's COVID-19 hospitalizations, this is throughout the entire state that we're talking about, Tuesday surpassed 2,000. Now, that's for the first time since late February. Highly contagious subvariants of Omicron are triggering pleas for renewed caution from officials locally and nationally. New York City, meanwhile, this week went from a low to medium risk level regarding COVID. However, New York City's health commissioner, Dr. Ashwin Vassan, does not expect the risk level to move higher. On hospitalizations, we see a slight increase. On bed occupancy, we're relatively stable. Both of those would have to jump up to a higher, a significantly higher level for us to move into a higher risk category. According to the New York governor's office last update, 2050 New Yorkers were hospitalized with COVID all across the state's 10 regions. And that marks a 145% increase since April 1st, though still well below the nearly 13,000 admitted during the variant's January surge. The share of COVID patients hospitalized in central New York is 65% higher than the state average. Well, that's rapper Kid Creole, a founding member of the Grand Master Flash and the Furious Five. He has been sentenced to 16 years in prison. He was found guilty of stabbing a homeless man to death with a steak knife. This happened in Midtown back in 2017. Prosecutors say that Kid Creole became enraged because he thought the homeless man, 55-year-old John Jolly, was gay and hitting on him. The rapper, whose real name is Nathaniel Glover, seen to his workplace, changed his clothing and cleaned the knife in a sink. Police say that Grover then left, boarded the subway, and disposed of the knife in a sewer near a Bronx subway station. The following day, NYPD officers recovered the knife and arrested him at his home in the Bronx. Personal protection devices are bringing some peace of mind to New Yorkers as crime surges. Topping the list, pepper spray. In March, more than 500 people, for example, lined up for a giveaway in Chinatown to combat anti-Asian violence. More unconventionally, the flare bracelet developed by Quinn Fitzgerald and Sarah D. Zarga is designed so small. A small button can alert up to five contacts and also 911. It also will reveal a person's location. When you're in an unsafe situation or when you're in a questionable situation, you can really discreetly get help. And it was their unique perspective that led to the creation of this device. Fitzgerald and Zagara are both survivors of sexual assault. They say there are a multitude of situations that can be handled with a quiet call for assistance. That device, again, the flare bracelet. A 79-year-old subway rider standing on the platform at the Junction Boulevard station for the number seven line was suddenly sucker punched in his head without provocation. The attack happened in broad daylight about 2.30 Saturday afternoon. Police say the impact was so hard the man flew backwards, hitting a wall and slumped to the ground. He was treated at a hospital for a laceration to the back of his head. Police are still looking for this suspect, and you can take a look at the surveillance video released by the NYPD. It's up on our website, wabcradio.com. Police released that surveillance uh, for surveillance footage of the suspect and anybody with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers. Here's the number 1-800-577-TIPS. 
A New York City Council hearing on efforts to investigate and prevent hate crimes finds that nearly half of suspects in hate crime arrests so far this year had already been designated as emotionally disturbed by police. In testimony, representatives from the NYPD's Hate Crimes Task Force admitted to shortcomings in addressing the significant role that mental illness plays in hate crimes. They explained the unit does not track whether mentally ill arrestees receive treatment and that the unit should improve its coordination with mental health uh, professionals. And one example is homeless advocate Michelle Goh, who was fatally pushed into an oncoming subway train in January, allegedly by Marshall Simon. Here's Simon shouting while in police custody. Did you push the woman on the tracks? Yes, I did. Why? Why? Why, Simon? Year-to-date, hate crimes are up 25% and 100% compared to 2020, according to NYPD data. Hate crimes against Jews are up 72%. Hate crimes against gay men and blacks are up 100% each. Anti-Asian hate crimes, though, are down 62%. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day, mostly sunny skies are high 68, the overnight low 55. Tomorrow, cloudy, the high 59, with a 50% chance of rain late afternoon. Right now, 58, mostly cloudy skies. A New York judge has denied former President Donald Trump's motion to block court fines of $10,000 per day for failing to hand over documents related to the state attorney general's investigation into the Trump organization. The former president has repeatedly called out the probe as persecution. These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me, they're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. State Attorney General Letitia James' office is conducting a wide-ranging probe of Trump's business dealings, sought the order after Trump failed to comply with the March 31 deadline to comply with the subpoena. 77 WABC Time Check 529. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.